racing is one of the places where I get to socialize with people who like to do a thing that I like to do um, outside of my friends who will tolerate me talking about it, but are listening with one ear maybe, you know? So it's great. It's great in that respect to be able to talk to people who do what you do and know what you put in to get there and finish. And um, when they see you cross the finish line and you're elated because you just ran just under three hours, they, they know like why that feels so special to you. Hi there, my running friend. This is Coach Claire Bartholik, the Planted Runner, and this is the Run to the Top podcast, one of the first and only running podcasts dedicated to making you a better runner each and every episode. We are created and produced by the expert team of running coaches at runnersconnect.net, where you can find the best running information on the internet, as well as running coaching plans to fit every runner and every budget. On this bonus episode of the Run to the Top, we are going to talk about racing and specifically over racing. That's when you are racing so often that it's often hurting your progress as a runner. Now, you might be wondering why I chose this topic over racing right now, just as some races are finally coming back after the pandemic. But that's exactly why I think this is the perfect topic for right now. Races are coming back, and we runners are so thankful and excited to get back to the sport that it's tempting to sign up for any and every race you can. Now, I'm the last person that's going to tell you that you shouldn't go race, be social, test your fitness, and hang out with your tribe of runners. If it's bringing you joy, it's probably good for you. We could all use a big dose of joy right now. But if that's how you spend every weekend and you're wondering why your race times haven't improved in a while, or if they are getting worse, over racing might have something to do with it. At the top of the show, you heard from John, a dedicated and fast runner. We've been coaching at Runners Connect for years at this point. It has been a delight to be a part of his incredible journey with his running success. So I reached out to him to get his take on racing when it's helpful and when it holds you back. I asked John what he loves about racing. Well, I feel like racing is just a feeling you don't get to do every day. So there's something that's different about it that you just feel good. I think you get the adrenaline going. So you can really run to your potential in a way that is really hard to do just on any given training day. And then of course you have the race atmosphere, like the crowds and not so much now for races that have actually been going on during the pandemic, but there's just a different fun feeling to it. And especially in communities where, um, the community is really into it and makes a big thing of it, whether people are runners or not, that makes it a lot of fun. John's cool, calm demeanor might not fully express how much fun and beneficial the race experience can be. Running hard is hard, and when you race, that hard effort can feel just a bit easier. In fact, science has shown that running with others reduces your perception of effort, so you can run faster with others than you can alone. This is especially true if you do a majority of your hard running by yourself. It's great to have competitors along with you to help nudge you to better performances and distract you from the mind-numbing task of running hard for 5K. If you typically have trouble pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone on your own, racing can be helpful peer pressure. 
Racing is also a great way to measure your progress and your fitness. One of the hardest things mentally about those long blocks of training without racing is that it's often difficult to notice if you're improving or not. I mean, how can you tell if your 10 by 800 meters this week is on par or better than the two by three mile tempo you ran last week? But when you race the same distance over and over, you have a much clearer answer of where your fitness is each race. And if those times keep getting faster, it's a major confidence boost that you're doing something right. Another great part about racing in the buildup of training for a more important goal race is that you gain experience racing. Racing is definitely a skill, so incorporating some tune-up races or dress rehearsal races is highly recommended at least once or twice before the real prize. If you're training for a long race like the marathon, scheduling a half-marathon tune-up race between three and five weeks ahead of your marathon is a great idea to make sure your race plans for fueling and hydration are actually going to work the way that you hope that they do. Here's more from John. I think, I think a lot of runners get this, but it's maybe something that newer runners maybe don't or non-runners who think all you got to do to run a race is just go run. You know, you have to practice things like your nutrition, what you wear, um, how early you get up in the morning, how you warm up for the race. Granted, some of those things are going to vary between a half marathon tune-up race and a full marathon, especially what you do for your warm-up. Um, your fueling might be different for a half marathon. I don't think I've ever carried my own nutrition on a half marathon, for example. So I just I don't tend to need it. Where as a marathon, you're not going to finish it if you don't have nutrition, but you can still practice it. Um, so you can go out and realize I'm not going to need to fuel maybe without, without bonking on a half marathon, but it's a great time to practice it. Um, for example, if you're carrying a liquid like you can or Martin in bottles, make sure that you know how you to get your belt just right. So it's not bouncing annoyingly the whole race that you can't even run. Um, just lots of little things like that you can practice. Uh, make sure that your breakfast isn't going to upset your stomach or cause issues halfway through the race. Um, all those things. When you need to time the bathroom and when to stop drinking fluids before your race or how much coffee is too much. You know, just little things like that. But John wasn't always so pragmatic in scheduling races in a marathon cycle. When he first started training for the marathon, he started feeling the effects of his ambitious race schedule. I started signing up for half marathons and 10 milers and things leading up to my first marathon. And I loved it. And I found all these races that I wanted to do here, there and everywhere. And um, the thing that I found is that if I scheduled a race, then I had to alter my training and I had to take more time to recover. And my goal was the marathon I had coming up and racing, I found can actually get in the way of your goals if you race too much because you can't recover and um, it is a lot of fun. It's a good test of your fitness. I think when you're starting out, you know, you're gaining fitness rapidly. And so there's something to be said for racing to check where you're at, but that does taper off the longer you're running and you don't need those checkpoints as often. And it, I think it actually becomes a detriment if your goal is long-term progress. 
John brings up some important points about the downside of racing too much. Races are still harder than regular workouts because of the adrenaline and that helpful crowd pushing you to new limits. If you are trying your hardest, which most people are, you are pushing yourself up to and potentially crossing an exertion line that is just not sustainable week in and week out. Even if you just say, I'm just going to do this race as a tempo run, it almost never works out that way. If you have any competitive bones in your body, you will forget what you told yourself and run as hard as you can when the bib is on and the competition is there. This means, as John said, you'll need extra time to recover from that extra effort. Not to mention, you'll need to watch out for overtraining, burnout, and something that's less talked about, and that's getting stale or plateauing. John has seen examples of this in his own running community. I know of people locally who seem to race all the time, and you can tell they're chasing goals because every race you see them lining up with the same pacer and they're still trying to hit that time goal, but they just can't seem to get there. And you can't help but wonder if maybe if they didn't race every weekend and did more training and took some more recovery time, if maybe they would see some more progress. Can you imagine what is going on inside the heads of those runners John mentioned? What kind of toll would it take on your psyche to keep going after the same goal week after week or month after month and not achieving it? It's just plain physics that you are not going to be able to improve your race times week after week. So how do you deal with the disappointment of the inevitable bad races over and over again? Racing also always involves some risk to the ego, so you better have an ego of Teflon if you love to race a lot. So the key is to find balance with fun racing, disciplined tune-ups, or dress rehearsals, and dedicating a solid chunk of time to build fitness without racing, without the constant pressure to test that fitness all of the time. Most of us have been missing races over the past year or more, and as restrictions start to lift around the world, signing up for a race without too many expectations could be a great idea when you're ready especially if you're back after healing from an injury or if your fitness has relapsed a little with the lockdown. I think one of the most important times to do it is probably when you're coming back from a long time off or maybe an injury or something. And and part of that's to reset. You mentioned ego. It's really easy to want to jump back in training at the same pace as you were training at six months or a year ago, but that might not be realistic. And that's just going to lead to more injury. So running a race can lower your expectations you have for yourself and give you permission, I guess, to run a little slower and train where you're at today and not where you were six to 12 months ago. So I think that's maybe really important to do a tune-up in a situation like that. You might need to play it by ear if you if you're doing races and notice that you're consistently running more or less the same time, well, your tune-up race isn't serving as much of a check in that case. So you can probably back off doing them (laughs) quite so frequently. Now, if you're agreeing with everything that I've said here, but you still can't bear to be away from the fun and social scene of the race environment, there's another way to get your fill of good running vibes without risking your long-term running goals, and that is volunteering. I feel like volunteering scratches that itch, and you actually get to socialize a little more than you do when you're running. It also feels really great to get back 
so many people put in so much for when you're racing and it's a great way to give back and the races you do wouldn't go on with volunteers. So it, it should feel compulsory to do that at least, at least once a year, if not more, I think everyone should try and do it. I couldn't agree with John more. I've always had way more fun working a water station and cheering on runners than I ever did racing for myself. If you love racing, why not try sending in one of those races for a volunteer position? I promise you, you will love it, and it might just be a better thing for your training and for your soul. How about you? Are you guilty of over-racing, or do you think you've got a good handle on it? I'd love to hear what you think, so email me at claire at runnersconnect.net, or shoot me a message on Instagram at The Planted Runner. Or maybe you have a story to tell, a lesson to teach, or something to inspire other runners like you. I'd love to feature you on a future episode of the Run to the Top podcast. Again, my email is claire at runnersconnect.net, and I answer every single one. On the other hand, if maybe you're the type of runner who just wants more of everything run to the top, for that, you've got to join my team of my favorite listeners to get the elite treatment in your inbox each week. It's where I spoil my elites with inside scoops on guests, announce contests and freebies first, and more. Join us today at runnersconnect.net slash podcast. Don't forget to support the show by following, sharing, subscribing, and with a review on Apple Podcasts. It's free and easy, and it means the world to me. That's it for this bonus episode of The Run to the Top. I'm your host, Coach Claire Bartholik, and I coach at theplantedrunner.com and at runnersconnect.net. Have a great run today.